This is a Retail Insider Podcast. You're listening to The Weekly. Welcome to this week's episode of The Weekly by Retail Insider. I'm Lee Rivett, and I'm joined with the owner and publisher of Retail Insider Media, Craig Patterson, to discuss this week's most read articles on retail-insider.com. So thanks for joining me, Craig. Hello, everyone. Well, Happy New Year, Craig. We're now in 2024, and we wanted to use this podcast to go through some of the popular articles that went out during 2023. So, Craig, where'd you like to start? Dustin, the editor-in-chief of Retail Insider on our team, put together a list of 23 most read articles in Retail Insider over the course of 2023. So this isn't just a retrospective discussion. This is also going to be a bit of uh, uh, what the future may hold, uh, as well as a little gossip. Awesome. And of course, that article had 23 of the most read. So where would you like to start? Let's talk about the Hudson's Bay Company, just because there was a few articles in there in those top 23, a few very newsworthy articles that came out of that uh, company. The big story, of course, was the relaunch of Zellers. We were uh, tracking this one in 2022, and eventually in 2023, it came to fruition. And how many locations did they end up opening in 2023? Hudson's Bay launched an initial 25 Zellers locations within Hudson's Bay stores. These Zellers locations were designed to look like what we knew uh, Zellers from the past. And of course, Zellers is a discount retailer that basically went out of business in 2013. There's some stores after that, I know, but it wasn't the same thing. Absolutely. Zellers, we knew with Zeddy and everything else, disbanded a bit over a decade ago. Now it's returned, but uh, it's returned a little bit different. So what do they look like and what do they have stocked? The retail spaces within Hudson's Bay stores look like Zellers locations. Uh, They're stocked with product from Kmart Australia, for the most part anyways, called Anko. Uh, so there's everything from, you know, kids' goods, pets, uh, clothing, kitchen goods, uh, uh, de- pretty decent stuff at decent prices, I'd say. Well, in 2023, I think that Zellers was pretty well launched, but it started out well with the Anchor products and stuff. But as 2023 kind of floated along, I did find that it was getting a little bit more shabby or not as well stocked as we even rolled into the Christmas season, which was a little disheartening to see. But how well do you think the Zellers launch was for Hudson Bay in 2023? The Zellers relaunch was was big news. It remains to be seen how successful this is going to be. I've been to quite a few of these around the country and they seem pretty quiet in terms of their ontological shopping at the store. No, it seemed like the Zellers food trucks that they brought in for the launching of Zellers was more popular than the actual Zellers merchandise that they were selling. Yeah, I know. People were lining up for the food. Zellers probably should have just came back as a restaurant and not as a, as a retailer and yeah. made more money. <laughs> well, besides the success of the food truck and launching of the merchandise for Zellers, another thing that I was sad to hear through 2023 was the closing of Banff, Alberta's location. So again, I grew up on the prairies. I've been through that Banff store many, many times. So I was very sad to see that one go. Yeah, it was sad in the smallest store in the company. I think it was under 20,000 square feet. And that included a basement level that you could actually touch the ceiling, even a short person. So it was a really awkward, fun little store. Yeah, but it was great for tourists. As a regular Canadian, I'm not going to be going there for buying everyday kind of purchases at Hudson Bay in Banff, Alberta. I see it more for tourist memorabilia for Hudson Bay or Canadiana that you could get there. For example, like the blankets that have the you know green, yellow, red, blue color stripes and stuff on it. Like I can totally see a lot of tourists taking that away as a memento there. So yeah, it's the smallest store there, but it was more tourist town orientated as opposed to serving the people of Banff in my mind. But I'm sure the local citizens did shop there for their own stuff too. But I was just sad to see that one go from a, a tourist representation side. 
very true, but unfortunately, it met its uh, met its time, and uh, it no longer is a Hudson's Bay store itself, but it will be redeveloped. So uh, Banff is a beautiful community. I just love it. Yeah, shame. But one of the other stories was the launching of the outlet division for Hudson Bay as well. Yeah, so that was launched also in the spring. I think it was uh, two stores. There's one in Toronto at Eglinton Square and uh, another one at London Dairy Mall in Edmonton. And these were downsized stores that uh, have clearance product. I've been told that the stores aren't so nice inside. And I guess because they're outlet or clearance stores, that's kind of the whole point. (laughs) Yeah, it's not like the main full price stores look amazing. Yeah, so if if people are saying that the outlet stores don't look good, that's a really bad sign. But I haven't been to either of them myself physically, but I'll, I'll check them out at some point here. So... Yeah, and Hudson Bay has a big warm spot in my heart just because it's such a big iconic retailer in Canada. And again, a big newsmaker for Retail Insider for 2023. And just to wrap up this portion of the podcast, what do you think Hudson Bay did positively in 2023? I think that the launch of Zellers was certainly a, uh, I mean, I I think it was a positive move for the Hudson Bay company. It it did create some buzz uh, for Hudson's Bay stores. Uh, People were talking about it, which I think is half the battle right there. But uh, uh, I do think at the same time that uh, Hudson's Bay uh, has struggled. I think that it's going to continue to struggle in 2024, despite uh, some of the narrative that we've received from Richard Baker. But uh, I think there's some major headwinds coming. Uh, you'll People, if they go into some Hudson's Bay stores, they may notice a bit of a lack of music playing sometimes. I encountered this even a bit over the holidays, surprisingly. Um, escalators not working. That's, you know, it's an effort to save money for, in some cases. Uh, I'm not saying that with very recent efforts, but certainly in the past, that was the case. Yeah. But you really have to wonder if there's an iceberg dead ahead. If you're cutting costs on electricity for the escalators to get people to different floors to buy stuff from you. I didn't see Hudson Bay cutting ambient music to save money myself, but from what you're saying, if they're doing that, like we all have Spotify subscriptions or something ourselves and a business subscription shouldn't be that much more expensive. But if what you're saying is true, Craig, and they're cutting music subscriptions, that's also worth raising an eyebrow for. But the other thing that I think we reported on quite a bit was the vendors not getting paid or getting paid late. I certainly had vendors telling me this before, that there was some very late uh, invoices that either hadn't been paid or were being paid very late. This was a challenge to various uh, brands that were supplying to Hudson's Bay, various companies, uh, suppliers, vendors, whatever you want to call it. So Uh, This has been a bit of a challenge. So we'll see what uh, 2024 has uh, in store. But, uh, you know, the company may have some debt and it may be recalled and we'll see where things go with that. So um, even though money has been raised through the real estate division, that's a separate division. And uh, we'll see where things go. I'll leave it at that for now. Perfect. All right. So Nordstrom's, that's our next big story for 2023. We found out early that they would be vacating all of its stores in Canada, as well as its web operations in terms of e-commerce, of course. Correct. That was in early March. Announcing that it was closing its six full-line stores and uh, seven Nordstrom Rack locations, which are the off-price ones. Yeah. For me, it was a shock, but it wasn't a shock. Yeah. And for many people, Nordstrom had been losing money in Canada consistently over uh, the course of its operations, which began in 2014 when it opened its first store in Calgary at Chinook Centre. And Nordstrom just wasn't able to make it in Canada ultimately, which is really, really a shame. Uh, Another one of the the top articles that we had in that top 23 was about Nordstrom, but the concessions within Nordstrom had left a bit early. Apparently, the concessions weren't aware that Nordstrom was pulling out of Canada until the announcement was made publicly. So there was quite a riff around that. And this announcement came rather early in 2023. So not only did we get the announcement, but we've now seen the liquidation process as well as all the way through to the closure of the stores and some of them being refilled. But with all of our retail contacts, what do you feel the impact was to Canadian workers as a result of this closure? 
people that had worked at Nordstrom, they said that they weren't necessarily happy with how Nordstrom exited Canada. There was a lack of communication with staff. So, you know, Nordstrom said it was going to do certain things and they didn't. So it is what it is. I mean, Nordstrom has left Canada now. It's left a bit of a hole in retail. It's also left an opportunity for other retailers to pick up the slack in terms of uh, Nordstrom was doing, you know, over 500 million a year in sales in Canada, five or 600 maybe, I think. And what other retailers are you thinking could pick up the retail sales? Like I know Brown Shoes was telling me that they were thinking they could pick up a good business in footwear from where Nordstrom left off in Canada. So we'll see where it goes. That goes for apparel and anything else, children's wear as well. That was a good category at Nordstrom. Yeah, for 2023, Nordstrom leaving Canada was one of the saddest parts for me. Um, Being in downtown Vancouver, their store was top notch. It had a great ethos. Um, It was merchandised well. It just looked like a place that you wanted to look at stuff to shop. I know that it wasn't as well adopted in other parts of Canada, which is too sad. um, Because at the end of the day, downtown Vancouver, it was a really a great retailer and gave Hudson Bay a run for its money from the department store perspective. So But moving on, we have Bed Bath & Beyond that pulled out of Canada in 2023. And for those that, you know, now have forgotten about it, it's an American retailer that, of course, exited Canada. But Craig, what happened to their spaces? Yes, yes. We saw those stores taken or backfilled fairly quickly. Uh, They were leased by uh, Canadian Tire as well as uh, Doug Putman's Enterprises. So Canadian Tire uh, took over a few for Sport Check, Pro Hockey Life type of banners. But the Rooms & Spaces one is quite interesting because this is Doug Putman. He is the entrepreneur from Hamilton who bought Toys R Us and Sunrise Records uh, and is still operating those. But he's opened a new concept called Rooms and Spaces. Yeah, Rooms and Spaces I've never seen yet because the closest to downtown Vancouver that we have is in Victoria as well as in Kelowna. So there's none in the lower mainland that I can even go see. So, But like, tell me a little bit about Rooms and Spaces from your perspective. This is just my opinion. I don't think they're going to be that successful. I, I don't know where this is going to go. Um, I, I've heard all kinds of things. We haven't put a report out on Retail Insider. Doug Putman hasn't replied to some requests for comment, but I might as well just say it here on the podcast. Uh, um, we've had vendors reaching out saying that they weren't being paid by, the, by, by rooms and spaces. We've had landlords tell us that rent wasn't being paid and that they were locking the doors. I don't know how much longer this rooms and spaces has to go. I had a landlord and this is the landlord's words. Uh, a couple of months ago, they were giving rooms and spaces 60 days before they figured that it would go bankrupt. This is wow. not my own stuff. I don't want to get sued because I believe uh, I've been told there's a litigious nature perhaps to some people behind some of these businesses. So I'm being careful with what I say. But nevertheless, uh, I think this is this concept may have been a flop, unfortunately, and we may have some spaces coming available again, some rooms and spaces. So anyways... Mm. Remains to be seen. We, like I said, haven't put a news story out about this, uh, mainly because we don't have all the information. So, uh, well, we'll see what 2024 brings for rooms and spaces. But moving on, another big newsmaker for 2023 wasn't exactly a retailer, but a landlord. Yorkdale Shopping Mall or Shopping Center in Toronto was very active in 2023. Now, Yorkdale is managed by Oxford Properties. We reported in 2023 that it broke the $2 billion in sales in 2022, but it also broke past the $2,000 per square foot productivity barrier in terms of sales per square foot, making it the most productive shopping center in Canada. So Craig, what 2023 articles do you want to talk about? Yorkdale's done quite well. The expansion of this luxury wing. So what Oxford Properties is doing is they've basically kicked out a bunch of retailers that were in the center run or center spine of the mall and um, are putting in new tenants. And these are luxury brands. So uh, the ones that we've already announced include uh, Brunello Cuccinelli, which is going to be opening this month here in January. 
um, uh, Loewe, it's a Spanish, uh, uh, well, uh, fashion brand. It started off with leather goods, but now it seems to got, it seems to have everything under J.W. Anderson, the designer. Uh, and there'll be some more coming. Some of the concessions from Holt Renfrew will be moving over. And uh, uh, so it's, it's going to be great. But Yorkdale is uh, quite the shopping center in terms of luxury brands. It, like I said, it's got a tremendous clustering of, of luxury stores. It's got other retailers as well. Um, for, for more mid-priced retailers, it's often the shopping center that will have a, a special flagship concept, like for the body shop, having um, a bit of a spa sort of a, a situation to it. So you'll see that uh, across the board. It's uh, it's not your average shopping center by any means. So that's why we, we do definitely have it, and it's quite newsworthy. So obviously Yorkdale is the rock star in the story here, but what other Canadian malls or shopping centers have projects that are going on that you're excited about for 2024, obviously that we reported in 2023? We talked a little bit about some shopping centers and we'll be touching on these quite a bit more, I think in 2024 here, especially with Royal Mount, uh, its project in Montreal. Uh, it's scheduled to open August 15th. Uh, I'm assuming that's still the case. We'll find out pretty soon at ICSC Whistler, which is coming up this month. Yes, you're going to be there speaking, I believe, as well as moderating a panel. Yes, yes, but uh, Royal Mountain Montreal is a very exciting project. It's going to have a mix of luxury brands, interesting retailers, food and beverage. I think it's going to be terrific. I toured uh, with Michael Stroll uh, in, I think it was May of 2023. I'm very, very excited for the project. I want to go to the opening, so uh, I'll be there. I, I better be there, God willing, right? And other projects? Other yeah. projects we talked about as an article is just the, the promenade in, uh, in Thornhill, just outside of Toronto, being redeveloped. I would say Toronto probably is the world's leader in taking shopping centers and redeveloping them basically into neighborhoods with housing. Vancouver would be number two, the greater Vancouver area. So Canada is actually a leader in redeveloping its shopping centers. And, uh, and it's not because our shopping centers are struggling. It's because land is worth a lot of money here and we have a housing shortage. Hmm. And I'm a sports athletic guy. So one of the big articles that I thought was interesting that came to Canada was Unity Brands. Yes, yes. Unity Brands, which I you know never heard of, probably didn't exist until recently, but Unity Brands bought Kit and Ace to start. We had a few news stories that were just coming out one after another uh, in terms of acquisitions by Unity. So uh, Vancouver-based started off as Technical Cashmere brand by Chip Wilson and his wife and son, JJ, uh, called Kit and Ace acquisition. Now it's got some stores that's expanding around the country. But Unity also, <laughs> during 2023, acquired Casca Shoes, which is a Vancouver-based footwear retailer. Uh, adding to that, David Louie um, was leading that and now is leading Unity Brands as well. Really nice guy, by the way. Uh, and uh, then the most recent announcement, it was not too long before Christmas, was the acquisition of Mastermind Toys, which surprised yeah. me because it's not fashion. I just assumed maybe Unity would become a fashion conglomerate, but it bought a toy brand. And so uh, it's keeping most of those stores open. Some will close, but, you know, it's it. Toy, uh, Mastermind Toys went through a bankruptcy. This has been a bit of an acquisition. So Unity Brands, uh, one to watch because uh, I believe another acquisition has been made well, we'll just have to keep watching for 2024 to see if it's announced. But the last 2023 article that I want to talk about is Furla's exiting of Canada, because that just seemed like a little bit of a mess. It was a little bit of a sad thing. It's an Italian leather goods brand known for its bags and wallets and whatnot. Furla just uh, apparently in the middle of the day, doors were locked. It was, uh, it was over the summer and Furla just decided it was going to pull out of Canada. And I was told this was a decision mainly from Italy. There was uh, a full price store at Toronto's Yorkdale Shopping Centre. And then there was a couple of outlet stores. There was one at the uh, Toronto Premium Outlets and one at the MacArthur Glen Outlets over in Vancouver. So mm. Uh, they were kind of shut in cer ceremoniously and there was a bit of a chaos, I was told, but that's a bit unfortunate. So this does happen in retail, uh, but lots of exciting stuff. And then I'm excited for 2024 as well, because like I said, Royal Mount is going to be opening in Montreal. I think this is going to be a huge pivotal project for the city. 
Uh, it's also going to impact downtown Montreal. In theory, it's going to take business from downtown Montreal. So it's going to be interesting to watch how that dynamic plays out. Absolutely. And then 2024 is going to see new retailers coming. And of course, it's always sad to see the retailers that don't make it through the year, but it's just part of the normal cycle, unfortunately. But I'm excited about the Oak Ridge Center redeveloping into 2025, mainly because I'm from Vancouver. So it's exciting to see that go. Yes, yes. It's going to be called Oak Ridge Park. It's going to have a lot of luxury stores in it. Uh, uh, you know, there's going to be a lot of exciting stuff over, you know, over the course of this year and into next, into 2025. So, you know, everybody keep reading, listening, watching, however you're consuming our content, because uh, we're excited about retail and we're going to endeavor to try to uh, report as much as we can on what's happening. Excellent. And again, 2023 was a blast, Craig. Thanks for having me along for this retail journey. It's been a ride and I'm excited to see what 2024 brings us. So anyway, chat with you next week, Craig. Amazing. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Take care and bye for now. And again, Happy New Year. 